Welcome to the We Don't Know Football Podcast, so you can't get mad at us when we're wrong. This is episode 16. I'm your host, Jackson, and normally I am joined by my co-host, Colin. Unfortunately, Colin is very busy today, so it's just going to be the one-man show today. It'll just be me going over this next week's slate of games. Um, I was pretty busy myself today, so I didn't even know if I was going to be able to record. We Initially, we're just going to post our notes out, but thankfully... I'm able to record, and yeah, I'm going to give you guys what I got. So, I'm going to start off with some trade and trade rumors. Just recently, biggest trade of the week, Kadarius Toney to Kansas City. A Chiefs traded a third and a sixth for Kadarius Toney, a second-year wide receiver out of Florida, drafted by the Giants in the first round last year. I think that is great value for Kansas City. Now, obviously, Kadarius has dealt with some injuries, and he hasn't played very much. Uh, we haven't seen him a lot this season, and we didn't see him too much last year. But when he's healthy, we've seen what he's able to do. He has great speed, and he's probably the shiftiest player in the league. He can make anybody miss in the open field. And I just think it's a perfect playmaker for Mahomes. They're trying to find that guy to replace Tyreek Hill. Now, not by any means Kadarius Tony's going to replace Tyreek Hill, because obviously Tyreek Hill, all-pro, Pro Bowl receiver. But... This is this is what this Chiefs offense needs. And they already look fine as it is. But if Kadarius Toney could be healthy, just another another threat for Mahomes. Andy Reid is going to make it work. I like that. I like Kadarius Toney, Casey. Like I said, great value. Um, I think the Giants get a decent haul for him. Uh, but obviously, they used the first round on the guy who was only there for a year. And they end up getting a third and a six from it. But, you know, thankfully, you get a third. At least you get a day two draft pick. That's something to be happy about. Um, trade rumor. Kareem Hunt. Rumor to go to the Bills or Rams. Now, I, li- I like both those teams for Kareem Hunt. Obviously, the Bills have been in the market for a running back for a few seasons. And the Rams, obviously, with Cam Akers wanting to be traded... They don't seem like they have that guy in Daryl Henderson. Obviously, Kyron Williams is supposed to be coming off of IR soon, but we don't know how he's going to perform, and we don't know if the Rams want him to be the long-term answer, or at least the answer for the rest of this year. Um, However, I think the team that should trade for Kareem Hunt is the Miami Dolphins. Now, the, the Dolphins need a guy who could break tackles. Last Sunday night in the Steelers game, Mostert he's able to get in, he's able to get between the tackles. He's able to get skinny, but just one like the first or second initial hit goes down immediately. And if you get a guy who could break tackles, their run game is going to improve so much, and that's going to put a lot less pressure on Tua and that offense. I think Kareem Hunt would be perfect in Miami. Obviously, Mostert elite speed, Edmonds great receiving back, but you get a guy like Kareem Hunt who could break tackles. Great runner, and he's a great receiving threat. So you really get, you know, an all-around guy. And I just think that's going to make Miami's offense much more dangerous. I think, I don't know what the Dolphins would give up for this move, but it's a pretty risk-free move. Let's say you give up a fifth. Maybe you give for a fifth for Kareem Hunt. I think that's reasonable. He's a, what, 26, 27-year-old running back on the last year of his contract. You know, low-risk deal. Last year of his contract. If you don't like what you see, just let him go in free agency. 
You don't, and with the way the running back market is this year, or this upcoming season, there's a lot of guys slated to be free agents. So you go ahead and get Kareem Hunt for a year, and you don't have to re-sign him. You do not have to re-sign him. You don't have to give him a lot of money. But this Dolphins team, it looks like they they can compete. This isn't by any means a Super Bowl team, but they can compete. They could be a playoff team. They'll at least they'll be a wild card team because there's no way they're beating the Bills uh, in that division, and they're below the Jets right now. So, Cremont to the Dolphins. I like that move over the Bills and Rams, but Bills and Rams would make sense as well. Another guy on the trade block that's been rumored, Jeff Wilson, running back for San Francisco. With Christian McCaffrey now a 49er and the respective uh, return of Elijah Mitchell here pretty soon, it makes sense that Wilson could be shipped off. Also because the 49ers have two other uh, rookie running backs in, uh, Tyron Davis-Price, uh, rookie from LSU, and then Jordan Mason. They have they have a lot of running backs. They also have Tevin Coleman on the team as well. So you have a lot of guys. You don't necessarily need Jeff Wilson in there. Uh, but Jeff Wilson, one cut, pure runner, and I think that's the guy Buffalo should be targeting. Buffalo doesn't need a need an all-around guy. Yes, it would have been nice if they got Christian McCaffrey. Yes, it'd be nice if they get Kareem Hunt. But Jeff Wilson, you they just need a pure runner. You have Singletary could catch. Zach Moss could catch out of the backfield. Heck, you could have James Cook out there. I don't think... Like, Isaiah McKenzie may line up in the backfield sometimes, I believe. So... I think they just they need a pure runner, and that's what Jeff Wilson is. He could he could catch too. He's not a. I'm not saying he's a bad uh, receiving back option, but that's not what Buffalo needs. You is a first two down guy, or at least a first you know first down guy, because uh, the Bills like to air it out a lot. But still, I like I like Jeff Wilson to Buffalo. I think that's where he should go. Other teams in the market, uh, obviously, like I mentioned, Miami get a guy that could break tackles. Jeff Wilson could do that, uh, and maybe maybe the Rams. But I doubt that San Francisco will trade within their division. But yeah, that's where I like Jeff Wilson going. I think he should be. Uh, I think that's what the Bills should go after. You know, probably wouldn't take much sixth round pick, fifth sixth round pick, maybe. I don't know. I don't think his value would be as high as Kareem Hunt's. But uh, what what do I know? Uh, next, this isn't necessarily like a hundred percent a rumor. Um, but it's been taught, his name has been tossed around the past few weeks, and I've mentioned it in previous recordings. Chase Claypool, uh, rumored that Pittsburgh wants a second round pick for him. Uh, unless Jordan Addison's going to be on the team next season, unless that's who we're targeting in the draft, I don't want Chase Claypool to be traded. Claypool has all the tools to be an elite receiver. Unfortunately, he's just on an awful offense, thanks to, you know, Matt Canada and the boys. And, and Claypool hasn't played as well as he could. Claypool, Tony Romo made a great uh, point in the Buffalo Bills game. He hasn't been quarterback friendly. And I agree, Chase Claypool, he has all the talent in the world, but he's just not putting it together. There's a lot of catches he could be making. Now, he played really well in the Tampa Bay game um, last week. He was, he, was, he was mid, about as mid as it gets. But I don't think Pittsburgh should trade him. Uh, I think Pickett's already been in a bad situation. Excuse me. And I don't, I don't think that uh, Pittsburgh should trade another one of their weapons, uh, especially with the mess of the offense. It already is. Um, but if there is a team desperate enough for a receiver, let's say Green Bay, for example, they want to give up a second rounder for Claypool. Heck, dude. Fine. That's that's what Pittsburgh drafted him with. We drafted him with a second round pick. So I will. that's fine. Uh, my only concern is how 
how that's going to play on Kenny Pickett. I don't want Kenny Pickett's, you know, weapons to, you know, just get shipped off. Now, it doesn't seem like none of his weapons are really doing anything because, you know, the offense sucks as a whole. But, you know, I don't think Chase Claypool should get shipped off. He still has, I guess, two years on his contract. And he's a guy who I think the Steelers should pick up their option just because, like I said, Claypool, extremely talented. Look, his rookie year, Philadelphia game, had four touchdowns. He was he went crazy that game. Games like that, and you some of the Claypool's made some crazy catches too. I just he's he's in a weird spot. It's his first year playing mainly in the slot. It's look, if you get a second round pick, sure, maybe go for it. But outside of that, no. And another one that I saw recently, Brandon Cooks. Uh, makes sense. Brandon Cooks, he should not be on the Texans. Texans rebuilding team. Brandon Cooks, 20, he's 29 years old at this point. He's a very solid receiver. I believe he signed an extension last offseason or the season before. But I saw, you know, the Rams were interested. Um, I, I may have seen the Vikings name thrown in there. Um, obviously, Green Bay. I think I think a reunion with the Rams would be cool to see. But with uh, Van Jefferson back, I don't think that I don't know if it's necessary for the Rams. But I think it's getting to the point where the Rams are concerned that Odell may not want to come back. But obviously, I think the Rams are a good choice. But probably the best is Green Bay because obviously the Green Bay receiver core right now is kind of a mess. Uh, they got a bunch of rookies in there, a couple new guys, Randall Cobb, who's you know the only guy Rodgers has played with for a decent amount of time. But I think it's in uh, Green Bay's best interest to trade for Brandon Cooks. Um, other news, Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks. It looks like they're actually going to go week by week to see how he's feeling. I believe the uh, – I forgot what it was. Maybe a hip hip injury? Um, I'm not 100% sure. But obviously a big loss for the Bengals' offense, uh, Joe Burrow's favorite target. But, you know, you got guys like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. They're going to get the job done. You have Mike Thomas who will step up for you guys and – you know, that Bengals offense is going to be all right. You still got to worry about Higgins and Boyd. And obviously Hayden Hurst is there too with Joe Mixon. There's a lot other variables that defenses have to worry about. Again, Chase, huge loss, but Bengals offense will be fine. And I'll get into Thursday night's matchup from, you know, last Thursday night. Ravens ended up winning 27-22. I had the Bucks winning. I was wrong. Colin was right. He had the Ravens winning. Tampa Bay's offense started off pretty hot. They looked a lot better, but cooled off very, very quickly. I don't know how I feel about this Tampa Bay team anymore. The only reason I have faith for them to pull it together is because of Tom Brady. Because you got the GOAT, you know. You you have to. You can't count Brady out. I'm not counting Brady out, but it's been a weird year. He hasn't been playing well. Aaron Rodgers' offense hasn't been playing well. It's been weird. But, you know... They're in a horrible division right now. I mean, the Falcons have won what three games? Saints are two and five. Panthers two and five. They they'll. I'm sure Tampa Bay will still win this division, even if it's you know, what they go if they went nine and eight. They'll probably still win that division at nine and eight. But you know, the Falcons and Saints and even Panthers still have a chance. So who knows? But I'm sure Tampa Tampa Bay is going to win that division. Um. What they need to fix, though, offensively is obviously Brady hasn't been, you know, the Tom Brady we're used to. But the rushing attack for Tampa Bay was so bad. I think 
Fournette had, what, nine rushes for 24 yards and a touchdown? I mean, you get a touchdown, but nine rushes with Fournette? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That offense, they need a run game. Now, I don't know. I don't know who to blame, if it's the play calling, if it's the O-line. I know, you know, they're dealing with a with a pretty new O-line. They lost Alex Kapp in free agency. Uh, Ali Marbert retired. Ryan Jensen's been out uh, for the whole season so far. So I don't know what the deal is with Tampa Bay's rushing attack, but they need they need to get it going. They need to get it going. That's how that's how I'm not saying Brady's only been good because of a rushing attack, but that's how all quarterbacks are good. You give them a solid rushing attack, you know, you do some play actions, you're able to open a lot uh, a lot more offensively. In Tampa Bay, they just haven't been able to do that because they can't run the ball. As for the Ravens, uh, better in the fourth quarter. Lamar's back on track. No turnovers in the fourth quarter. They've been having, they've been dealing with that. Uh, they could have potentially lost the game last week uh, against the Browns because of turnovers. But thankfully, K. York missed a field goal. And this this past uh, Thursday night, you know they were able to hold on to the ball. Rushing attack looks good. Mark Andrews wasn't involved as much. Only had three catches. But uh, Ravens offense looks solid. Running game, I mean, they started off slow, but running game looked fine. And, yeah, that, that's all I got for Baltimore. They, they played a good game, defense solid. Obviously, they're going up against a struggling Tampa Bay team, but, you know, they got the dub. Not not happy to see that as a Steelers fan. Uh, they go f- to 5-3, and three, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, game of the week. Uh, I will give out Collins' game of the week real quick. Uh, Collins' game of the week, he has the Niners and Rams. I like this matchup, too. You got a divisional matchup. These are always fun. These are always good to watch, especially Niners and Rams. Um, I'm interested to see how that Rams offense is going to work without Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is out for the game. We now get to see Christian McCaffrey with a full... uh, He has a full week of practice with the Niners. Probably learned a lot more in that playbook. We're going to see him involved a lot more heavily. And I'm excited to see that. That's going to be fun. I'm excited to see how that offense is with CMC. Now, once Debo gets back, it's a whole other story. That offense, the sky's the limit for them. As for the Rams, uh, the offense has been bad. You get Van Jefferson back, but he's probably going to be on a snap count. Um, Colin has the Niners beating the Rams. Uh, I agree. I like the Niners a lot more in this game. Their defense is just so good, and the way the offense uh, for the Rams have been struggling. Like, outside of Cooper Cup, there's nothing there because they haven't, they haven't been able to get anything going on the ground. They can't it's can't really get the other receivers involved. They were able to last week. I believe uh Skoranek may have had a rushing touchdown and Allen Robinson actually outscored uh Cooper Cup in fantasy. So if they can continue that, then yeah, cool. They're gonna be that offense will be able to move the ball and they'll be solid. But you need a good rushing attack. Henderson and the offensive line, they haven't been able to do that. Uh Stafford's been putting on a lot of pressure, throwing a lot of interceptions. Uh so I gotta agree with Colin here. I like the Niners over the Rams. Um and his, actually, I'll go. I'll go with uh, my game of the week. I won't give his upset game of the week quite yet. I'll go with my game of the week. Um, I got Giants and Seahawks. This this is a good game. Uh, it's it's weird to see the Giants coming in at six and one. They're coming in at six and one with this game. Danny Dimes and Saquon. They've been carrying that offense. Defenses look very solid. They're coming off a win against Jacksonville, and then Seattle four and three. A team that. A lot of people projected to be the worst in the league this year, and they're they're four and three. And I think they they hit on basically everyone in the draft. Tariq Woolen's looking great. Uh, Kobe Bryant, their other rookie corner out of Cincinnati, has been solid. Um, 
And then Kenneth Walker, who's now earned the starting job due to uh, Rashad Penny being out for the year. He's been a tank. He's killing it right now. He's been fun to watch. Um, yeah, so both teams have been surprising, to say the least. Um, if Seattle can stop New York on the ground this game, and that includes Saquon and Daniel Jones, because Daniel Jones has been torching teams on the ground. We saw him do it last week against Jacksonville. Then it's going to be smooth sailing for that team. Because Giants, like I mentioned earlier, Kadarius Tony, he hasn't, even though he hasn't been playing at all, look, he's gone. There's not a whole lot more on that offense. You got Wandale Robinson. He's looking solid. But outside that receiving core, I like Darius Slayton. Uh, but, you know, him and Richie James and David Sills not going to be enough. I think Seattle, if they're able to stop, all you got to do is make Daniel Jones throw. And I think they're going to be good. As for New York, like I mentioned, Kenneth Walker's been a tank. And DK's listed as a game-time decision. And I believe Tyler Lockett is questionable as well. If the Giants could focus on the run game defensively and they take away uh, Geno's play-action opportunities, the Giants have a good shot at winning this game. However, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think Seattle's going to be efficient on both sides of the ball. And Seattle, their run defense hasn't been very good, but I think they're going to step it up this week and they're going to be able to game plan against Saquon and Daniel Jones. I just think Pete Carroll is going to do a good job coaching this team, and he's going to be able to get it done. He's going to prepare him. Um, yeah, I think – and also, Giants are due for a loss. I, I Look, look, I like this Giants team. I'm a believer. Don't get me wrong. But I, I can't see him going 7-1. I cannot see him going 7-1. So my prediction, I got the Giants scoring 20 and losing by 10 to Seattle. Seattle scoring 30. Um, Colin also had some notes from this game. Uh, he thinks Seattle is going to beat the Giants due to the Giants' lackluster pass offense, which I agree. Their pass offense is amazing, and if you stop the run, you'll be able to get it done. However, Colin does think that Barkley is going to go crazy on the defense. Uh, like like I mentioned, poor run defense for Seattle. That's what Colin said. And again, Metcalf and Lockett both questionable. So he pretty much said it's going to be a Kenneth Walker and Saquon Barkley showdown. Hey, that's exciting to watch. We, we love to see teams run the football. Um, but, yeah, that's what we got from that game. Upset of the week, I'll get into Collins. Collins' upset of the week. He has the Arizona Cardinals beating the 5-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. Now, I like this upset. I think the Vikings are due for a loss. I hate, I hate that excuse. I hate, I hate that reasoning, um, if you will. They're due for a loss or due for a win. But, look, that's, that's just how it rolls. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any notes from this game, but you know, with the return of D Hop, he looked really good last week in that New Orleans game, and that Cardinals defense, man, they've been so solid, and they was, they have some of the best second half stats defensively, and we saw in last uh, week's Thursday night game against New Orleans, they were able to do that for from like the second quarter throughout the rest of the game. Now, if uh, Arizona can start off hot defensively and set the offense up with some nice field positions, some nice opportunities, because that's been the problem for Arizona. They haven't been able to move the ball offensively. But with D-Hop back, they looked really solid. And I think James Conner's still out, but look, no big deal. You got, you know, Benjamin. He's going to be able to get it done. So, yeah, I if you force, force Kirk Cousins, you know, 
Make some bad passes. Get some sacks. You shut down Justin Jefferson, and you got the guys to do it. You got Byron Murphy. You got Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker back at safety. I like the. I like it. And you got Isaiah Simmons patrolling the middle of the field. I believe he had a pick six last week. One of the two pick sixes the Cardinals had. Look, this defense could definitely get it done, and I I have to agree with Colin. I like this upset. I think Arizona will be able to pull it off. I think they are they're flipping the script this year. D hop back. They're all back. Arizona's gonna take the W here. Now, for my upset of the week. When I first initially wrote my notes, the starting quarterback for one of these teams was slated to play. It was just questionable, but now he's not playing. I still have it as an upset. I don't know if the spread has changed. I don't know what Vegas is doing. Those fucks, they're crazy over there. But look, Titans and Texans. I got the Texans beating the Titans. Malik Willis just announced a couple hours ago, slated to make his first career start. Now, Texans are bad. There's There's no debating that. But divisional matchup with Tennessee... Now, divisional matchups as a whole are normally shit shows, and they're normally close games. And Tennessee and Houston, their games are always, always seem to be high scoring and really close, no matter you know who's on their teams. Um, and plus, Houston at home, and like I mentioned, Malik Willis making his first career start. And this will sound dumb, but I'm gonna say it again: Houston due for a win. They're one four and one. There's I, look, I like I like Lovey Smith. I think he's a solid coach. He's not working with a lot here, however. But at one four and one, I think they could go two four and one. I'm confident. Um, but yeah, if the Titans want to avoid a trap game loss here, though, they're gonna have to stop Damian Pierce. Because that he is basically basically the offense for Houston. He He's had 100-plus scrimmage yards over the past few games uh, ever since he's uh, started. So you got to stop Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has been a beast. And if you stop that run game, Texans are looking to be without Nico Collins, I believe, now. So it's looking like Brandon Cooks, who's already on the trade block. So, you know, what if he doesn't play? What if, Who knows? Who knows? But, look, Brandon Cooks should be slated to play. But Brandon Cooks, looking like Philip Dorsett, Chris Moore out there. I could be forgetting somebody. But, look, I'm not, you know, well-versed on the Texans' receiving core, and I don't really think anybody is. No offense to Houston's receiving core. But I don't think the Titans are going to be able to stop the run game for uh, from Houston, even though their run defense has been solid this year. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Now, as for the Texans' defense, obviously we – you know, elephant in the room. You got to stop Derrick Henry. You got to stop King Henry. Are they going to be able to do that? Probably not. No, they're probably not going to be able to. But you can be able to contain Derrick Henry, all right? Just don't let him, you know, go for 200 yards on you. If you, you know, just... You you got to get the... This is huge for Houston. You got to get the Titans and some, you know, third and longs and like third and, third and sixes, like third and, you know, middle range there. Because you're dealing with Malik Willis. Now, it's gonna it's hard for Houston to start game planning for Malik Willis. Because if you go into this game, uh, a game planning against Ryan Tannehill, which I assume that's what they've been working on all week. Now, I'm sure they have, you know, 
They've game plan for Malik Wilson, but they've heard the news about Tannehill. He's dealing with an ankle injury and an illness. But, you know, you're not coming in with a lot of film on Willis, but you know this. He has a hell of an arm, and he can run. Now, Willis, you know, I don't... I don't know how confident I am in him going through his reads, going through his progressions, and then making an accurate throw, but I know he's dangerous on the ground, and Houston's going to have to stop Malik Willis and his legs. If you keep Willis in the pocket, force him to make some bad throws, it is going to be a smooth sailing game for Houston, and they're going to be able to get it done. I think Houston uh, takes a W here, 27-24. to Yes, I have Houston scoring 27 points, the beta wall. Davis Mills is going to get it done. I'm predicting a defensive touchdown for Houston as well. Um, but yeah, I think that is, look, we're keeping it a little short and sweet today. It's just me. Um, that, that's what I got. Actually, I'll get, hold on. I'll get into the Steelers. I'll get into the Steelers because obviously my favorite team and I got to talk about them. We're heading into Philadelphia. We're two and five and we're going up against us. What is a six and oh Eagles team? Look, I know it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Offense has been shit. TJ was rumored to possibly be playing this game. He's not, but, you know, that's what we expected. Chris Boswell is not playing. We picked up, um, I don't want to butcher his name. I think it's Skiba. I know he was a kicker we had in preseason, a kicker out of Wake Forest. I don't, it, it's, look, the odds aren't in our favor, obviously. We're, like I said, we're 2-5. and five. We're going up against an undefeated team. But this is what we do. We go up against these undefeated teams. Now, I don't know the last time we beat an undefeated team. But Kenny Pickett's a winner. I know that, goddammit. We're going to beat Philadelphia. Trap game for Philly. It's going to be, best believe it's going to be fucking 15-14 to 14 or some shit like that. But look, defense is going to get it done. We're good. At, we're solid against scrambling quarterbacks. I know we don't have TJ Watt. Look, I know. But guys who use their legs a lot of the time, like Jalen Hurts, will be able to stop them. I believe it. And there's also a rumor uh, if Matt Canada and the offense doesn't perform well this game, Matt Canada is going to be out of there. I don't know how much I believe that rumor. Um, but you know me. I want Matt Canada out at all fucking cost. He's awful. But look, we're going to get it done, baby. KP8 going to get it done. You... You know, make some nice throws to George Pickens. You get Pickens involved. Maybe you actually learn how to fucking run the ball a little bit. I would like to see a little bit more Jalen Warren because Najee Harris, you know, some some of some of uh, his decisions he makes are head scratching. You no, know, um, look, Najee, I love you, buddy, but what the fuck? <laughs> there's there's a couple plays. It was like a third and one, and you're trying to hurt old dude. No, just get the first, please. But we're going up against a tough Eagles defense. But the, the Pittsburgh fan in me thinks we're going to get it done. I don't know why. We win games like this. And you can argue, whatever. But we do. But yeah, that's that's all I got for that game. But look, weird episode today. But we got it done. Uh, I somehow sat here and talked for 27 minutes. If that doesn't tell you how much I fucking love football, then I don't know what will. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram. And, yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday uh, going over uh, these Week 9 games. Yeah, see you then.